Welcome to Financial Advisors Say the Darndest Things. I am your host, A.B. Ridgeway. If you are looking for faith-based financial advice that you can actually understand, then you have come to the right place. On this show, we demystify all the financial jargon that you may hear from your financial advisor. We leverage proven financial strategies, but use faith-based principles for guidance. And during this process, we pray for discernment so you can understand the things that work for you. See, this program is for the beginner, those who want to learn about finances but doesn't have the time or willingness to go get a master's of business administration and finance or sit through an eight-hour online course to figure out what a bond is. So if you're like the other millions of investors that wish they knew what the heck their advisor was talking about, be prepared to be prepared. So sit back and relax, not if you're driving, as we get this show started. Hey, B. Yeah. Cue the music. Let's make this happen. I want to go where the moon shines bright. I want to dance under the stars tonight. Welcome back to another episode of Financial Advisors Say the Darndest Things. Today, we want to talk about the elephant in the room. And no, we're not talking about me. If you are new to investing... And you want to get into cute to scary music, dun, 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 the stock market. You've probably heard some good stories of people getting rich overnight and probably some horror stories of some losing everything overnight. But what you usually don't hear is the story of the person who invested in their retirement plan at work, made some moderate contributions to a brokerage account and retired with more money than they would ever need in a lifetime. So today... We want to give a general overview of this Loch Ness monster we call the stock market. But as always, we want to bring our Lord and Savior into the conversation and start with a scripture so we can stay focused on what God wants us to do. Our scripture of the day is 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 7. Think over what I say, for the Lord will give you understanding in everything. It is very important that every listener of this podcast doesn't simply take my word for everything, but to think over what is said, and the Lord will give you understanding. But it takes time and reflection to accomplish this goal. So I know the stock market can be scary, but only because it is an unknown. We may have some slight idea how it works, but until we can have a better understanding of what really drives it, we will continue to have anxiety around the ups and the downs. Anxiety if it goes too high and you think you should get out, and anxiety if it goes down too fast and you think you should take your losses and get out as well. We want you to use the stock market and take the perspective of what you truly are, an owner of these companies. Yes, a very, 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 very small owner, but if you own a stock, you are an owner nonetheless and share in the ups and the downs of how that business operates. Now let's get right into it. There are two things that drive the market, fundamentals and sentiments. These are going to be our words of the day, fundamentals and sentiments. Now what are fundamentals? Fundamentals involve looking at any data which is expected to impact the price or perceived value of a stock. So that can be the PE ratio or price over expense ratio. And you know our show. We take terms and break them down 
And if there's more terms that need to be broken down, we break them down as well. So what is a PE ratio? It is a ratio, obviously, but it has two aspects to it. There is a trailing 12 month average, meaning how much the market is willing to pay for this stock based on its earnings over the past 12 months. And the future PE ratio is what it is expected to earn. But once again, we can make guesses about future price over expense ratios, but we won't know until the fundamentals catch up. We'll talk about that a little bit later. But also remember that some of the fundamentals of stocks include cash flow, return on assets, and conservative gearing. Now, the problem with this is that the average investor, in order to get these numbers, it takes a lot of digging through financial statements of companies to know when the stock price is wrong. Well, we can use these numbers that researchers provide us, but how do we know these numbers are correct? And that is the problem with strictly going off of fundamentals because we have seen many companies, deceitful companies, fudge these numbers, which gives the world a false sense of what they are actually doing. Think Enron and WorldCom, to name a couple recent ones. Now, the second market mover is sentiment. How investors feel about the market. Do they have good feelings, bad feelings, anxiety, or frustration? These sentiments can cause fear. And there is even an index that tracks investors' fear called the SIBO Volatility Index, capital C-B-O-E, or VIX for short, which is V-I-X. It is a real-time market index representing the market's expectations for volatility over the next coming 30 days. See, investors use the VIX to measure the level of risk, fear, or stress in the market when making investment decisions. Now, be careful with this view on investing, especially for the short term, because the markets can stay irrational for a very long time, as we've seen in this bull market of ours. Unfortunately, these two factors are not always on the same page. If investors feel the market is going to make a turnaround, but the fundamentals say otherwise, it may take months for investor sentiments to match the fundamentals. This can be such an issue that there are people called contrarian investors who solely buy and sell against the general sentiments because of the, some call it the herd mentality. If any investor has been in school and you see somebody running, guess what? Everybody starts to run. That's what we consider the herd mentality. When a stock is perceived on doing well with no fundamentals to back it up and investors jump on it out of keeping up with the crowd, it can spell trouble once the fundamentals destroy the overvaluation of that stock and cause a sharp decline once it is realized, leaving a lot of investors with the short end of the stick. Yet, a good sentiment may drive purchases which may alter the fundamentals and soon the fundamentals may catch up. So you see how this can be sort of confusing. In the meantime, we may not want to change your long-term portfolio strategy based on short-term results. So we want to consider purchasing small chunks of shares with a diversified approach or using dollar cost averaging to acquire discounted shares when the market tumbles. The main takeaway here in this short podcast is that due to the market not being rational, it is imperative that you come up with a strategy that you can stick with during the ups 
and the downs of the market. The bottom line is that earnings is going to be your bread and butter, but you may have to wait to get your rewards for waiting. So you're probably asking at this point, AB, I get it. You're basically saying there are going to be ups and downs in the market, and what is driving those ups and downs can be fundamentals and sentiments. But what is the point of explaining how the market works, and what does this have to do with my retirement or me having a brokerage account? I'm going to answer that question right after we take a short break. (laughs) Today, we'll be hearing a writing called The Good Traveler, trying to find your path to success. Well, what is success? In this episode, we explore the notion that true success is the freedom from the obligation to obtain it, the ability to live your life as you see fit, never using the opinions of others to dictate what we should do and where we should go. The good traveler is the person who understands that there is nowhere to go, but they simply enjoy the path that they are on until the day the maker calls them home. Welcome to another episode of A Good Traveler Has No Fixed Plans and Has No Intent on Arriving. Have you arrived? Do you have the car of your dreams? The house of your fantasy? Or maybe the promotion to CEO that took over 20 years to get? You have arrived, right? But where are you? Where is this point of satisfaction and completeness? And I ask with all sincerity, if you have made it, now what? Do you simply fall asleep and dream again? Do you find new things to be and places to go? And once you are there, as you want to be, would you consider your past accomplishments a waste of time? a detour to your true ultimate destiny. Maybe, maybe not. Me, I'm everywhere but nowhere. I try to remain as a child full of potential. They have no plans for the day. They just seek pleasure and try to avoid pain. That's me. Never identifying with my age, my body type, my job position, net worth, or status. I don't know where I'm going because there's nowhere to go. I don't know what to be because there is nothing I have to be. Everything I am is because I chose to be, not because I had to be. My only intent in this life is to leave trails of best practices where I have been and residue of love on the hearts of those I have touched, like my mom. I want people to know I was here. I couldn't tell you what success was, or even if I had it, even though many say I do. Maybe they see something I don't, or maybe, just maybe, they see what success could look like. If we just realize that success is not who we are or what we do at any given moment, but is the freedom from being successful to create our own definition of this thing we call life. 
So when people ask me, how do you become successful? I say, be a good traveler. Be excited to see what God has planned for your life. Never attaching to one destination, but embracing the journey as a whole until you meet your maker. God bless you. Welcome, welcome back. This is exactly how we can look at the stock market and our finances. Yes, we like to believe that there is a certain number we have to reach in our finances in order to be successful. But we are already successful by the grace of God because we are living. And as soon as we pass and meet our Savior, these earthly riches will mean nothing. But since we are alive, we do need those resources. So if you take anything away from this writing is that no matter what the stock market does, no matter how much money that you have, we determine how we feel about it. Now, back to answering your question, what does talking about the stock market have to do with your retirement or you having a brokerage account? Everything. Because when we work and contribute to our warning, warning, financial jargon coming up, our IRA, which is an individual retirement account or to our 401k, and don't worry, we'll talk about these types of accounts in a different podcast. We use dollar cost averaging and don't even know it. Now, what is dollar cost averaging? Dollar cost averaging, or DCA, is an investment strategy in which an investor divides up the total amount to be invested across periodic purchases of a target asset in an effort to reduce the impact of volatility on the overall purchase. The purchases occur regardless of the asset's price and at regular intervals. In fact, the strategy removes much of the detailed work of attempting to time the market in order to make purchases of equities at the best prices. Dollar cost averaging is also known as the constant dollar plan. And I don't want to get into the math because this show is for the beginner and we try to keep things simple. But basically with dollar cost averaging, you eliminate buying a lot of stocks at its high price and buying a lot of stocks at its low price in order to get a majority of the shares at its average price over a time period it is a great way as stated to avoid having to time the market trying to get the best price you won't get the best deal over a time period but you won't also get the worst deal and getting a fair deal is what a lot of investors would be fine getting so let's talk about those retirement accounts to show you how that works when you put money in your retirement account it is the same amount in the account every check whether the market is up or the market is down. That is why many people have so much money in their retirement and didn't realize that buying those assets when they were low helped tremendously and not buying as many when they were high helped as well. Also, you gotta remember the time in which they invested. Some are investing for 10 and 15 years before they actually see that growth. And I challenge my clients to have the same perspective on their personal brokerage account as they do with their retirement accounts with their jobs. That with consistent investing strategies, we can't guarantee certain gains, but it does reduce the volatility. The main goal is for you to understand that the stock market can help you reach your goals. Every time the market goes down is not due to advisor incompetency. 
everything could be pointing in the positive direction and the market falls and vice versa. The market can have every reason to be low and we can see market highs. So how do you take advantage of this? We stay consistent and we have a long-term time horizon for the assets that are long-term assets. One of the biggest issues investors have is that they put short-term assets in long-term vehicles and they put long-term assets in short-term vehicles. That is a troublesome combination. Let me give you an example. Somebody needs their car fixed in the next six months. So they take that money and want to throw it into an investment like a mutual fund or a stock, hoping to gain one or 2% in that time period. Well, you're putting short-term money that you're going to need soon for that car or maybe a down payment on a house to potentially make more, but you can risk it. And that's very dangerous. And vice versa. People put their long-term money, money they're going to need when they're 60 and 70 years old, and they're putting in these certificates of deposits for 12 months and six months. That, that's, not, that's not proper. And I'm not saying that you can't do it. But what I'm saying is that you're not going to reap the benefits that are needed for those assets and the environment in which you're putting them in. Now, some advisors focus on equity to bond allocations, such as a 60-40 split. Some base it on risk factors and others determine strategies based on sectors in which to allocate funds. Now, whatever the strategy, remember, stick with it long enough to make sure that you gave it a chance and are not persuaded by the irrational nature of the market. Now, don't get me wrong. If you have a major life event, a divorce, a birth, a marriage, uh, you become disabled or a loss of employment or increase in salary for that matter, uh, unexpected windfall. A windfall is basically a large sum of money that comes your way unexpectedly. Most of the time during a death, it could be from a lottery winning or something like that or a legal settlement. But then maybe you will want to look at your strategy and make sure you're taking advantage of every opportunity possible. But don't forget, this is a marathon and not a race. It's not about time in the market, but time in the market. I'm going to say that again and I'm going to say it slow. It's not about time in the market, when to get in and when to get out, but time in the market, 5, 10, 15 years in the market. That's where you're going to see some great success. See, your day will come. Focus on earning, developing a strategy with your advisor, and seeing it through. Well, that is it for this episode, and I hope that you learned something about the stock market today, how it moves, and why. And hopefully you feel more comfortable investing personally because you are most likely investing in the same stock market at your job. So it's not a, my job has the good stock market, and when I invest in my own, that's the bad stock market. It's all the same stock market. You're still putting your money into businesses, legitimate businesses at that. So remember this, if you gain money or lose money in your account, it is not strictly on your advisor. He or she cannot control the stock market. They can only position themselves in it to take advantage of those ups and downs of the market. It is about positioning and not predicting. Once again, it's about positioning and not predicting. Your advisor will help you stand in the right place to capture more of the upsides of the market and mitigate your exposure to the downside risk. Well, that's what he or she is supposed to do. And I'll leave you with this analogy and I'll let you go. See, imagine you're in the African safari. You are in a group of antelopes and you stop by a watering hole. 
You only have 10 minutes to drink. As everyone gathers to drink, as your advisor, they look up and they see a group of lions in the bushes. They tell you to go to the other side of the water hole. Now, there are two things that can happen. The most obvious is that those lions would charge and attack the other antelopes. And they would be forced to run away as you benefit from more drinking time and not having to worry about the attack. Right? Because you're on the other side of the water hole. The other scenario is that they don't attack. And you wasted time crossing the water hole and wasn't able to drink for as long as the other antelopes. So what did your advisor do? They were still able to help you get some water. So that was taking care of the upside. And they mitigated the downside risk of you being attacked by the group of lions. Now, the lions are like the stock market. They are really irrational. You don't know if they're going to attack and if the sentiments of the group are right or not. But it is better to capture less of the market than lose everything. So as the scripture says, think over what I say. For the Lord will give you understanding in everything. You may have some questions, and if that is the case, we are still here to help you. So as always, this episode was created by A.B. Ridgeway, owner of A.B. Ridgeway Wealth Management, a virtual and in-person fee-only advisor that believes that financial advice should be custom-made. If you need help figuring out your finances, feel free to reach out to us at 337-414-3686 or visit our website at www www.abrwealthmanagement.com and schedule a free consultation. See, at our firm, we practice what we preach. So if you need more information or better explanations of what you heard today, give us a call and we would love to have a discussion on how we can serve you. I'm A.B. Ridgeway and I'll see you on the other side of your blessing. A.B. Yeah. Cue the music. These people got places to go and things to do. shines bright I want to dance under the stars tonight Olajuwon Ridgeway is an investment advisor representative and owner of AB Ridgeway Wealth Management LLC a registered investment advisor which produces the podcast show and makes it available on its website and through other distribution channels Olajuwon Ridgeway and any guest on the podcast are providing their own views and opinions and are not necessarily the views and opinions of AB Ridgeway Wealth Management. Nothing on the podcast show should be construed as solicitation or offer or recommendation to buy or sell any specific security. Investment advisory services are only provided to investors who become AB Ridgeway Wealth Management clients pursuant to a written investment management agreement. Clients of AB Ridgeway Wealth Management may hold positions and securities discussed in the podcast. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk and may lose money. Financial advisors say the darndest thing is for informational purposes only and should not be relied on for any investment decision. Instead, please consult with the financial advisor, accountant, attorney, and or conduct your own due diligence.